0: All right, everyone. Welcome into episode fifty of Without a Mic podcast. We got Roger Spencer.
1: Fifty, yeah,
0: to fifty. It's honestly pretty crazy. I was thinking about this. Our first episode, Spencer and I, we just we didn't really even have a format. We were just talking stuff. We were like, hey, we like Christopher Nolan and the Prestige (laughs) and the Dark Knight. And now here we are. We brought Brittany on. Um, It's been awesome. So. We are super excited to ma- sort of make this a special episode where we are going to go over our top 10 personal favorite movies of all time. So these are just our top 10 personal favorite movies. They're not by any means what we think are the actual like quality top 10 movies of all time in terms of, you know, Oscars or anything like that. So what we're going to do is go over a little bit of our own criteria, what we sort of looked at,
2: and then we'll jump into our lists. So. Who wants hey, to start <laughs> here. Wait, 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 here's my question. So, do we have an over under for how many like we have crossovers? like, yeah, crossovers? Like, I'm thinking maybe three and a half over under. Um, is that crossovers. each of us or total? I, I um, think
1: all of us will have two on there for sure. Okay,
2: yeah, total. So, like, but yeah, so the same movie on all three lists. Ooh I'm gonna say, two, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say two and a half over under. What, what would I'll you say? say?
1: Three. I'll go. I'll be. I'll be the. I'll go, I'll okay.
2: So you're.
0: Go, okay. I, I'm going to guess there's one movie on all of our lists. That's the same. And that's it. I. I know Spencer and I have one, one in common. But,
2: but all, I think there's three? three. All three of, of our lists? three. I think there's three. Really? Wait, wait. And here's another question I have. And don't. Obviously, don't tell me which one it is. But do you guys have any animated films on your list? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I have one of my honorable mentions. So, and it, it was interchangeable the entire process. I just
1: moved. Yeah, I know. I've, I've been moving it back and forth too, but I feel like I have to. It's a staple of who I am as a person, so I have
0: to. Perfect. I, Perfect. I feel like in this conversation, Spencer and I are talking about the same movie, and Brittany is not talking about the same. I think so. <laughs> I actually think so. If Brittany's like, yeah, it's I don't know, <laughs> up or something. Spencer <laughs> and sing, I sing talking too. about something completely. Sing too, yeah, that's
1: what it is. (laughs) Horrible Bosses is not on here or in the honorable.
2: Wow, wow, this is not your list. I'm sorry, this is this is critical. Yeah, yeah, it
1: it, no, it is my list because I was thinking, like, what am I gonna, you know, top 10 forever? Like, I was thinking, like, I'm on a desert island and these are the films I'm bringing, you know, Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. so maybe that's a good, that's a good start. So, what's what was your kind of criteria, Brittany? You said desert island, was there anything else you considered? Any other factors in making this list?
1: Um, yeah, I wanted a variety as well. I didn't mm-hmm. want to like, because I do love comedy. I love comedy. And so I didn't yeah, really you do. have a bunch in there because I wanted a good variety. If I was like, that's how I imagine it. I'm on a desert island and these are the ones I'm bringing with me.
2: Okay. Variety, desert island. How about you, Spencer? Yeah, I kind of looked at it as like, if somebody came to me and they're like, yo, I need a movie to watch. And I just I really want to love it so bad. I'm like, Mm -hmm. "Oh, okay, these are the movies I absolutely will recommend because you will love these movies. Like, you'll have a great movie experience regardless. I mean, we'll dive into it, of course. But Brittany watched uh, The Prestige last weekend. And I think that that was one that Roger and I were like, please go watch this, you know, and I want I want to feel that way with all these movies um, on my top 10 list is like, I feel confident that if you watch it, you're going to enjoy it to one degree or another. And mm-hmm. so I think that was kind of what played into mine was, yes, I, I looked at IMDb Top 250. I looked at so many lists to make sure that, you know, my movies that I love personally matched with, you know, any of the movies out there. And to be quite quite honest, like I'm happy with my list, but I, I know it's interchangeable. There's a lot of Same. things that maybe I didn't even come across that I'm like, oh my God. And I think we can all you know, agree that our honorable mentions are pretty interchangeable. So at least for the last like three spots, like maybe like seven yeah. through ten or eight through 10, the honorable mentions were very much going in and out. And so that was a, a hard thing to kind of list out. But what about you, Roger? What's your kind of criteria? Yeah, uh, I, I think I align pretty well with both of you. I think another thing for me
0: is rewatchability. And mm, I think we yep. live in a world where movies come out and you watch it once and you're kind of like, cool, I can move on. And there's so many things out there. But if there's a movie that you can keep going back and rewatching, I think that's a testament to how great it is because you're choosing that over something new. Um, and so I think for me, all these movies are rewatchable. Now, the rate at which I rewatch them may be different, but they're all movies that I would gladly watch again. If someone was like, hey, let's do a movie night. If any of these movies are being picked, I'm absolutely there. So, um, yeah, I think we we get started. And, and uh, I just wanted to mention Spencer texted us yesterday in the group chat and he's like don't mind me here just stressing over my list like and i think we all fell in that category like you know ch- interchanging stuff like it was this was really hard this was really tough i think the first five for me were pretty easy and then the second oh, five that was where it was tough where it's like i have a bunch of honorable mentions and these last five they can all kind of be interchanged but i i think i am happy with my list as well so let's jump into it uh, let's do it let's do it uh, has someone not gone first in these top ten lists? I think Spencer hasn't gone first. Did Brittany I go, first go first the last one? Yes,
2: yeah, but let's, I, I let's...
1: usually always go first because I'm a lady, Roger.
2: Do you want to go first?
1: <laughs> Ladies go first. No,
2: I'm just
1: Spencer. Spencer, you you. Well,
2: this time we're gonna let me go first. All right, uh, <laughs> let's. Okay, so my number ten, right? So we're gonna start from ten, go to one. 10 to uh, one let's do 10 it okay one. and then we'll do some honorable mentions all right so my number 10 is lying excited i don't know if you guys have seen Lion. uh yes i have not so, seen it, but i bought it because you liked okay. it. okay i have not watched it yet yes it's a it's an a extremely emotional movie uh dev patel who's who i'm a big fan mm-hmm. of, i just don't feel like i see enough of him based on a true story about a child who pretty much lost his family in india and he had to survive at like 5 years old. So it was extremely emotional, heartfelt. Nicole Kidman's phenomenal in it as well. And I just can't stop thinking about this movie. Like when I when I saw it, I don't even think it's crazy crazy high rated. I just like when I watched it, it it left a mark. And I will say this one was hard because I was interchanging this with my honorable mentions, but I was like it's got to stick on my top 10 because I actually do recommend this movie quite a bit to people, especially if they want like a feel good movie. So, Lion is number 10 on my list. Great choice. I really need to see.
1: And I never finished it, but I also was like, not in the right. You know, I've just had a baby and I was like, maybe I can throw this movie on. And I felt like I had to be in a good, you know, actually focus on it. Yeah. So I stopped, I didn't finish it, but I want to. So that's good. I'm going to put that on my
2: to do list. Would you say that there's a movie on your guys' list where you actually can't or you can be in a different headspace? Like, because I feel like I, I have to be in that headspace for. Pretty much all of these movies to like genuinely enjoy, like lock in, no phone distractions, like have my snacks in front of me, whatever. I don't feel like I can yeah. casually watch any of the movies on my top ten. I'd say there's a well, some of them you can. Some I've
1: got like three okay. on here that I could.
2: I, I
0: think some of them you should watch like that the first time, but th- then the rewatchability, you maybe not don't have to pay attention the whole time. Okay, yeah. but I, I think there's details in all of them for sure. Sweet
2: okay
1: okay roger you're up
0: all right so my number 10 is this one was tough because there was another movie by the same director that i was interchanging and i ultimately went with this one but uh, my number 10 is rear window which is a movie by alfred hitchcock um and i'll just say the other one i was debating with north by northwest so those are my two favorite alfred hitchcock movies but i ultimately chose rear window because i think I think this movie is just a complete masterpiece and it's a great demonstration of how great Hitchcock was. Um, do you guys know much about rear window? Do you know? The, I don't. Nope. So it's got Jim's James Stewart, Jimmy Stewart in it. Um, and basically he's a photographer who has broken his leg and he's stuck in his apartment recovering. And so he's just sits there. It, it's one of those apartment complexes where there's like a courtyard. And if you look out the window, you can see four foresight, like you're in a, a rectangular box. Yeah. And you can see like the neighbors on the right, the neighbors on the left and the neighbors across. And it's all these apartment buildings. And so he's basically just watching people because he has nothing else to do. And he notices, he basically thinks he sees a murder happen um, across the way. And so it's basically the whole movie, the whole thing takes place in his apartment, the entire movie. And it's like him trying to figure out what happened from this point of being in a wheelchair with a broken leg. I'm huh. trying to figure it out. So it's really,
2: really good. Um, I am- but it's classic Hitchcock.
1: It sounds interesting.
2: I have a hard time with, like, stationary movies, like Gravity, where it just happened in space. You know, like, you're in one spot the whole time. I'm surprised- Bullet Train. I'm surprised Bullet Train was actually as enjoyable as it was, because it was in one place, like, literally on a train. So those are kind of movies I struggle with. However, if they're done right, I feel like they can really captivate an audience, because you're in one environment. And so if you if you do engage the audience, then that's kind of a win-win so i want to check it out you you're definitely a hitchcock guy i know that you, oh, you like a lot about Alfred hitchcock i mean uh
0: it's a it's a thriller so it's it's got i think because you're in that one place the whole time it puts you in a certain headspace to where it fits like i think so, certain movies they put you in one space and you're like this okay you didn't do enough with it but this one they he definitely fully fleshed it out so okay it's my number 10 all right love it
1: okay My number 10 is Django Unchained.
0: Oh, I
1: love Django. Yes, I love Django. And I love it because it also has um, a comedic element to it that I enjoy. And I felt like this was like, you know, Anyway, I just I I love this movie. I think it's done really well. I think the rewatchability of it is really good. I think you go back and you miss things, especially with the comedic parts. I think because it's such a heavy topic, when you watch it the second time, you kind of pick up more on the funnier parts. And what's that guy's name, you guys? I'm drawing a blank. Um, he's the
0: Christoph Waltz. Yes. I oh, love Christoph That's awesome. part of that movie.
1: Awesome. Yes, I think he's... Him and Leo are the best parts of that movie for sure. So, yep, that's my number 10.
0: That's, that did cross like, my
2: mind when I was making my list. Like, Quentin Tarantino I'm has glad. an intriguing way of pushing the envelope. Like, he really just... And I think that's what is so enjoyable but about his, like, newer films. I mean, maybe even with, like, Pulp Fiction and Kill Bill and whatnot. But, like, his newer films he just pushes the like social envelope of like, oh, can you go there? Can you not go there? And and he just does it. And so I, I really like, that's a great movie. I mean, I love that you picked it. I think it's mm-hmm. a great, great spot for it.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And absolutely. It, it definitely was so interchangeable when we talk about the honorable mentions. I'll tell you the one. I literally crossed it off one, two, three times and switched these two back and forth, back and forth. And then I finally just settled on, on Django, so.
2: Wow, okay. Well, good. I pick. know.
1: I know. I'm thank glad you, you liked it. You. That,
2: yeah. Honestly, yeah. All right. So my number nine is Whiplash. Have you guys seen Whiplash? Ooh, Miles Teller, J.K. Simmons. I have not actually yeah. seen it. So I would say this is probably my favorite Miles Teller performance. It might be neck and neck with. Uh, I, I always I keep forgetting it's the boxing movie where he gets paralyzed, but it is definitely my favorite J.K. Simmons performance. J.K. Simmons is. In, on a different planet in this movie with his acting ability. and you're you're constantly in like I related to Tar a little bit because Tar is also v- about music and it's like very much a character study kind of. And to take something very normal, like a, a topic or like kind of a lifestyle, it's very normal, it's very relatable and to keep you like so in the movie and really in suspense the whole time. It's quite impressive, you know. There's no horror element, there's no action element. It's just very much a real story. And Miles Teller and his his expression of emotions and J.K. Simmons, like you 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 see J.K. Simmons in a different light after you watch this movie. So I highly recommend it. Very immersive. Um, the the sound is incredible in this movie, and I just yeah, it's very rewatchable. I'm like actually dying to rewatch it right now. So am I the well, J.K. One yeah.
1: who thinks Miles Teller is like so underrated?
2: I think it's no, really you're good. Right. He took he took he took a kind of a hiatus before he came back to like Top Gun and Spider-Man mm-hmm. and all these other things. So I I like Miles Teller a lot, but he he got caught in some bad Same. films as well. I mean Fantastic 4 was really bad. And so I think that kind of clouded the, judgment.
1: I think what I yeah for you to be like naming these movies you know like the one where he gets paralyzed as a boxer like i have never even heard of anything like that and i would trust miles tellers to do that so i'm 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 interested i want to see more of him i just think he's really underrated i think people see him from what was he in first was it the divergent series
2: divergent was big for him yeah i think project yeah, X, and that's like uh, kind of what um, took
1: him off i think
2: yeah. yeah i think divergent. yeah well, whiplash was before all of that but i think divergent was definitely the bigger and mar- like the well-marketed yeah uh, where
1: people saw him more
2: yeah bleed for this that's yeah, the movie where I mean, he's a, a boxer i bleed highly recommend
0: that yeah. one.
1: well okay okay
0: yeah he was also in yeah I, I mean if you look at his imdb it was like 2014 was whiplash 2016 was war dogs and then 2022 is his next like stuff i liked so. war
1: dogs i liked war dogs
0: yeah, it looks yeah. like he kind of took a break. But, I mean, J.K. Simmons did win an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor with Whiplash. So, very, very uh, much deserved.
2: Mm-hmm. That's what I... I remember him winning it, and I was like, I need to watch that. And then I just never got around to it. So, I'll have well, to... Well, I never... I've been I wanting to watch J.K. That. Simmons seriously. Like, until this movie, I was like, oh, he's like a good, fun, like, kind of witty actor. You know, he's always kind of in that spot to be kind of controversial but then you watch this movie and i'm like whoa jk simmons can really act like he can actually mm-hmm. perform exceptionally well and so having movies like that to really break the, the foundation of what you think about somebody as an actor is massive and i think that's jk simmons in this role
0: for sure sweet great pick all right so my number nine is the movie I think might be on all of our lists. Um, It might, it kind of surprised me that this ended up a little low um, and it's probably, it's probably in the wrong spot, but my number nine is the second, second Christopher Nolan movie on my list. And it is the dark Knight. So nice, nice. There is, it is low. Um, and it, it probably should have been eight, but that's okay. Um, I think for me, it's just the rewatchability of it. Number eight was a lot more rewatchable for me, but for this movie, I think it should—it probably would—should end up on everyone's top ten list. That's maybe a a great way to put it. It's just such an iconic movie. It was easily, easily the best of that trilogy by a mile. Heath Ledger's performance elevated it, Um, and I think to make a great superhero movie, you need to have an incredible villain to elevate the story because. Let's be honest, the heroes are usually very linear um, characters. Batman, fortunately, has been developed in great ways with the Batman, the Dark Knight Mm -hmm. series. So having sort of a, a character with that internal turmoil and having a great struggle. But really, this movie shines because of Batman and the Joker and their dynamic elevates the entire movie. The cast is amazing. Christopher Nolan, in my opinion, his second best movie that he's ever done. So my number nine, the Batman, or not the Batman, the Dark Knight.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the Dark Knight, nice. the Batman nice. movie, The Dark Knight. <laughs> I, I think all right. My- they cre- just one note on The Dark Knight. I think the reason why mm-hmm. it's so well, just well made and well received is it revolutionized the way superhero movies are made now. It it, 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 it broke the barrier of like reality in superhero movies and like comic mm-hmm. book perception. And it really, like, Mm -hmm. blended the two and allowed you to relate to a superhero on a human level. And I think that's why it's so well-documented. Absolutely.
1: And I think a huge part of that as well is Christian Bale. I mean, I just, Mm -hmm. he took that role and he... I think he's one of the greatest actors of all time. We've already talked about this and for him to take that role and just like what Spencer's saying, taking a superhero role, right. But he just changed it completely. And so, yeah, it's a good one.
0: Well, and the casting throughout that is just amazing in that particular movie, because I think, uh, I mean, you have a little bit of Killian Murphy, you've got, you know, obviously Michael Caine, Christian Bale, you know, uh, Heath Ledger. Uh, Gary Oldman so it's like the Mm -hmm. more you go down that list the more you find like oh wow there's a lot of great actors in this and I just think that in that movie they really mastered and nailed like the Joker versus Batman dynamic like it it, it had similar things to the Batman which came out earlier this year but where it's not just like a good versus evil it's like there's that really gray area and it just lives in there so I love that. Nice. (laughs) Nice.
1: Okay, my number nine is my only animated movie on my list, and it is The Lion King.
2: Oh, good. Yeah, I knew it wasn't the one we were thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> no. Great pick, though. Wait, wait, wait. The original or the live action?
1: The original.
2: Okay, okay. thank thank God. Right choice.
1: <laughs> I, I don't have a problem with the live action, though. I actually turn that on more now oh. with my kids than I do the original, but... Uh, the original is the one that I have on there. Um, growing up, it was just the movie that my mom bought, like maybe three VHS tapes because I would just like run it, run it, run it. And they would break. Um, it's just a big staple of who I am as a person, which is really weird to say that, but it just is like, um, the music the just, just everything about it. Honestly, I just, I love it.
2: I'm glad that you mentioned the music okay. because my boy Hans Zimmer was hard at work on the lion King. So I don't think a lot of people know that that was, Hans was Zimmer, but that, you know, I think the music is mm-hmm. massive in that film.
1: So I just recently went to the Broadway play of it and oh, that's right. um, Braden saw that he's like Hans Zimmer. And I was like, yeah, you didn't know that. He's like, Oh, I had no clue. I'm like, yeah, it's incredible. That's one of
0: his early work. That was really, like-
1: even. Yeah. And mm-hmm. even the Lion King 2, you guys, it is slept on. I just want everyone I do to like know the
2: Lion that. King it's 2. Not... Yeah, I do like yeah, the
1: it. The Lion King 2 is so good. Um, what anyway,
2: about
0: 2.5?
1: Yeah, just... Or 1.5? <laughs> is <laughs> no, it 1.5? I, 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 I don't know which. They I think do it's like Lion King those. 1.5. Oh, it? that's and so half.
2: weird. <laughs> no. What about Lion King 0.3? <laughs>
1: No, 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 no. But um,
0: Disney, the circle is like of
1: life, I need to say the Circle of Life is probably one of the greatest animated like songs, soundtracks, or whatever. Probably of for all time, honestly. If I'm being honest. The only thing that I can think comes close is Phil Collins with uh, Tarzan, because he went. Oh, man. Like but oh, yeah. Phil
2: but Collins still, went on a different yeah, level in Tarzan.
1: He, he was like. He was that
0: flaming piano on the beach Means yeah,
1: <laughs> This is supposed to be a kid's movie, Phil. <laughs> it's just going off. <laughs> yeah, <on>. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, and it's just like, for me personally, it's such a special moment when I watch it with my kids, just because I loved it so much. Anyway, it's just, I just had to put it on their tugs at my heartstrings a little bit. Nice,
2: nice. I think that's a great pick. great pick. Yeah, I mean, is, yeah. Is, is, is Lion King... The, so in your eyes, Lion King is the greatest animated film of all time?
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, that I can think of. I'd have to, like... Unless
2: you have another animated movie on there. Is,
1: I don't know. I'd have to think of what you're thinking of, like, animated, though. Like, what... I guess I'll have I'll, to wait for your animated one.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you what have, the greatest animated film of all time is in a little bit. Because
1: I might... <laughs> Like, just thinking about like Disney-wise, right I'm now, almost... that's where my headspace is at Disney-wise. And okay. Definitely The Lion King is the best for sure.
0: I'll give you a hint: over. it's not a Disney movie, mine isn't. Yeah, that's I think
1: insane, so. I'd have to like look it over, I'd have to like see, but.
2: I, I think Roger's movie day. is in my honorable mentions. I think that's the one that I was having a really hard Oh, time. I know we're talking about the same movie. Yeah. I, 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 I will say though
1: talking about- like,
2: if I if I were to I go on a quick coming up soon. like Disney like best Di- if I were to like spit out like what's the best Disney film of all time? Like I think it's kind of hard to like put Lion King above Aladdin and Emperor's New Groove. Like that's a tough that's a tough
0: battle. Emperor's New Groove know? is so Emperor's New Groove and Sword in the Stone, those are my top
2: 2. Oh, Disney okay. Movies. Brady's face right now she's like how dare you oh however you uh, you make great points about Hans zimmer and the music and the and the last yeah. effect of the circle of life and and the story behind it so there is a lot that the, you can take away from the line
1: circle you guys Circle, yeah
2: the tale as old as time
1: it's incredible <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right on to on to darker things with my number eight i'm sorry guys <laughs> um yeah, yeah. so this is this is actually a movie from one of my favorite directors, but I think he's a little bit slept on. Um, I'm waiting for him to bring back Mindhunter, but uh, uh, very similar vibe. Uh, number eight for me is seven. The movie seven. So David pick. Fisher uh, made this movie with Brad uh, Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman really really good um if you like murder mysteries or trying to figure out who like who did it like it's it's all about a essentially a serial killer and you go through stages of figuring out like the note or like the notes and the hints that that the serial killer is leaving behind really good young brad pitt movie he's pretty fresh like you can tell like he's he's definitely like early in his career yeah but the emotion at the end and the twist at the end like it's it's well worth the kind of the slow buildup of solving the mystery, but it's, it's a movie that's pretty old. I mean, 1995 or something like that. And yeah, it's very rewatchable. It's very much like if you want to recommend something for, you know, all your true crime, you know, friends, I think this is a good movie to pick. Absolutely. I think this movie inspired a movie on my list
0: that fills this specific niche um, but and I do love this movie but it, it, I did think about it too but it didn't make my list so great pick sweet alright so my number 8 um, Brittany's a massive comedy fan so this is my one comedy this is my favorite comedy um, and I put it above The Dark Knight just because I, I watch it more regularly and so my number 8 is in my opinion the perfect comedy which is The Other Guys I think this movie is hilarious yes!
1: yes! Right? <laughs>
0: This is the best oh, comedy of all time. My,
1: are you serious?
0: Have we not I, talked I, about don't this? Play a,
1: don't play a joke. I'm for not me. kidding.
0: I'm not kidding. Mark Wahlberg, Will Ferrell, for a little bit, The Rock, and Samuel L. Jackson. Like, is this a hot take? Michael, no, are, you, are you messing not. with me?
2: You're like, okay, huh?
0: Roger.
1: That is my favorite comedy of all time, too.
2: Hey. Braden's over there scratching his head, like, you've
0: got to be kidding me. Hey, this is the biggest surprise of this podcast, I think. (laughs) Brittany and I agree on one movie as being the best of all time. (laughs) (laughs) You agree on anything, biggest surprise. (laughs) Well, we've agreed on stuff before, but not to this level.
1: I seriously did not know that you were a fan, so like I can't wait to like talk to you about it now. Because I was telling—I think it was Spencer—that I told how much I love the other guys, and I was just like, "I love it so much. It's oh, I'm just so happy right now. I'm just—I think you're still going to be like, (laughs) psych."
0: No, no, this is my favorite comedy. I think I think the most egregious thing Will Ferrell ever did was make Daddy's Home Two instead of The Other Guys Two, but this yeah was that an actual decision he made like was he going to make i don't know if it was an either or but they continued the daddy's home movies which i wasn't a fan of but this movie in some ways i'm a little bit glad because it kind of stands on its own but i think the jokes like the the acting the kind of the swap where you have will ferrell's like this very like nerdy accountant character and then mark Wahlberg's like this macho guy, but Will Ferrell gets all the women, and like his wife is Eva mendez And you know the nice thing too about it, and I I actually like this about uh, Zootopia as well, is if you're going to make a comedy, if you make it like a a crime movie, like where there's it's like a police movie or a crime movie, then it kind of helps elevate that because the story isn't just non-existent. Because I think a lot of comedies are just boring because they're trying to make a story that's funny. But this is actually a case that makes sense in the end. And so it's like, there's something to keep you interested along the way while they do all these jokes and stuff. So I think, I think it's the perfect comedy. And uh, the other guys, my number eight.
2: I think you and Brittany just crossed on each other's lists. Yeah, like we don't, we definitely crossed over. <laughs> I
1: just, I'm
2: just- I had no idea i'll be honest i have no idea
1: i'm so shocked right now i'm just so happy (laughs) i feel like my feelings are validated because now i'm gonna go upstairs after this i'm gonna be like guess what roger's favorite comedy is and the other guys and brain's gonna be like no way so i'm just so excited
0: does he like it too
1: Um, no he doesn't like it i know he doesn't like mark Wahlberg. i wish i wish he did
2: but they make fun of the the whole movie i know Uh, for me
1: they are tough.
0: This is my only one on my list, so
1: Okay. Yeah, um my number eight is uh Shawshank Redemption.
2: Ooh, Beautiful. Great Beautiful.
1: Now I watched it uh for the first time this week. Really? And- oh. Yeah. I did because so two wow. movies
0: you watched this week are hopefully going to make your list.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I watched it for the first time because it's IMDb's number one movie of all yeah. time. Fact, and yep. I really wanted to like make sure I was educated before I made my list. So I watched a couple of them, and this one made my list. I will say. My only gripe with it is that the first hour is too slow for me. I felt really? like I, the last hour was the best for me. And I was like, this is, cause it almost wasn't gonna make my list, honestly. Cause I was like, this is just, I'm not getting it. But the last hour totally made it, um, get on my list. Um, I like the rewatchability of it. I love, I was shocked. I honestly was like, there were times in that movie where I had chills and I was like, so it like, and even for the time, I just, it just, it was a lot. There are certain scenes I don't want to give anything away, but like certain scenes just like felt like someone punched me in my stomach. And I was like, no, they're not really doing that. And Morgan Freeman's incredible.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: yeah, so I put it on my list. That would be my only, like, if before I recommend it to anybody, I would just say the first hour is a little slow, but it, it's worth it in the end.
2: Yeah, well, it has, it has we- a great twist.
0: Sorry, I, think yeah. I can yeah. safely say Brittany does not like things that have a long buildup we have established that (laughs) (laughs) you're like, how's the dragon too slow. There's not violence. (laughs) severance. It's too slow. Like the Batman, it's too long. Like, (laughs) so if you like long buildups, then maybe take that with a grain of salt. But uh, I think the
2: payoff is worth it though. I think we can all agree on that. So why is, why is Tim Robbins in like nothing? I feel like Tim Robbins was so great in that movie. And then i watched mystic river, which is, Another really good, like, chilling, slow build-up movie, which he's really good in. But, like, apart from that, I don't see him in, like, anything anymore.
1: Yeah, he was in nothing. I mean, I looked after you, just... and I, while I was watching, it, I was like, where is this guy at? Like, if this is the number one movie of all time in a lot of people's eyes, where is he at? And He's nowhere to be found.
2: Yeah, he's, I mean, I don't know. I I think... Morgan Freeman was more the highlight of that film, even though he was a, you know, a supporting character or a supporting actor, even though Tim Robbins was the the lead and he did a great job. So kind of an interesting film where it didn't really have much repercussion positively or negatively. It was just like, here's this standalone great film, take it or leave it, and then we move on. That's kind of how it felt to me. So just a fun little I,
0: I just googled what happened to Tim Robbins, because um, I was curious. <laughs> and uh <laughs> It looks like he's been doing a lot of stage work. So oh, okay. that's why he's not been in movies as much, but he was in a series called Tassel Rock that was on Hulu. Um, so it seems like he just kind of took a different direction with his career and hasn't been as, in as many movies, but interesting. Uh, okay. Yeah. There you go.
2: Well, this leads perfectly into my number seven, because my number seven is the Shawshank Redemption. Oh. And so I, I will say I, I felt, like, as I was putting this list together, I was like, "Man, is this blasphemous that it's so low on my list?" but then at the same time i I almost think it's great that you know in a, in our generation that this is still a movie that is very enjoyable, like mm-hmm. it's an older film, it's slow, you know there's it takes place in a prison, which I kind of find fascinating. I love like seeing kind of prison, you know, I think with Blackbird, you know the t v series yeah. on apple t v plus I love like kind of that environment and seeing the emotions that take place. And so I think seeing that that was the bulk of the movie is that they were being filmed in a prison, it was very enticing to me. So really, really good movie. Morgan Freeman, pretty much in the peak of his career at this point. And once again, you know, Tim Robbins, I thought he did such a good job. And the end was amazing. I loved the payoff at the end. I think if you like payoffs, the end is like worth watching. It's almost like severance. Hey, if you like payoffs, watched all of severance you know even as it mm-hmm. gets slow at certain points and i think that's the same thing with this movie so but yeah to Br- just echoing brittany's points
1: i think that um blackbird took a lot of well i mean I, I don't know i'm just guessing i think they took a lot of inspiration from shawshank redemption because when i was watching shawshank i was like i'm seeing a lot of blackbird vibes it, like when it comes down to like what they're wearing how they're just you know it was just it, i I saw a lot of similarities.
2: I will say, <laughs> if it's the number one movie of all time rated, you know, on IMDb, it's hard not for, you know, it's not, it's hard for movies not to take inspiration and try to oh, yeah. hold certain oh, yeah. aspects around this movie because they're like, what is working? Why is this rated so high? So I think that's a good point. Yeah, I will say this one is not on my
0: list, but I did consider it. So, okay. All right. So, what are we, seven? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my number seven is my favorite MCU movie of all time. I know um, it. Yeah, Spencer knows it. Um it's Infinity War. So Nice. This movie is
1: I'm so I with think, you, Roger. I love Infinity War.
0: It's the best Marvel MCU. It's movie the best. it's the best MCU. Movie. I agree. It's not even I agree. close. I, I think I agree. maybe a a distant second would be the original Iron Man for me. Like that is probably number two. But uh, the great thing about Infinity War, which we very rarely get to see and which I always root for, is that the villain wins at the end, which I think is so important. Um, I always try to root for the villain because usually they get a bad rap and then at the end they, we move on. But Thanos was such a great villain in this movie because you could, for me, I could identify with him. I understood why he was doing what he was doing but I didn't agree with the method. And I think like Killmonger, for example, in Black Panther, same thing. It's like, I agree why you're doing, I understand why you're trying to do it. We talked about this with House, House of the Dragon, Amon. I, I get why you're Alicent trying to do it. Even. Yeah, Alicent, Eamon, yeah, like, all-, all these characters. Like, I know I can sympathize, I can relate with you, um, but I don't agree with your methods necessarily. So the cast was amazing. The story was amazing. Um, this was the peak, I think, of Marvel and yep. Infinity War Way better than Endgame. Not even close. Um, yep. Infinity War is the best MCU movie of all time. And my number seven.
2: Well, I love that. What makes this movie Milestones better than Endgame is it wasn't predictable. No pun you intended. Know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just you, you didn't know what was going to happen. Genuinely. Because yeah. good mm-hmm. things are happening, but bad things are happening. And you're really kind of stressed a little bit throughout the entire film. And you just don't know what energy you're being pulled towards. And I think that is phenomenal in a superhero movie that tends to be predictable that you tend to Mm -hmm. understand where it's going but the fact that they broke it up into two sequences with endgame made it perfect they could do whatever Mm -hmm. they wanted and really build that tension and i i wish they would have done a little bit more of that in endgame even though you knew what was going to happen i still wanted a little bit more drama a little bit more risk
1: yeah Yeah. i always put on infinity war like when i wanted good MCU kick, I always put on Infinity War and I I yeah. think it's I uh, yeah, I definitely think it's the best one for sure. I do I do think Endgame though a second and I know that's a hot take, but I think it's second just because of the final fight scene you have everybody coming together. I just think it's like um fulfilling because you've been on this journey with them for so long and they finally come together and whatever, but I always choose Infinity War.
2: Nice. Yeah, good kick
1: All right, my number 7 is the other guys
2: hey <laughs> honestly quite impressive <laughs> this low on your list
1: really no i i've been having a hard time <clears throat> sorry i've been having a hard time trying to figure out where to put it but i just i need a comedy in there you guys know me i love comedy movies mm-hmm. um the other guys i genuinely just my stomach hurts from laughing so hard. I think the rewatchability of it as well though is so perfect because Will ferrell has and Mark Wahlberg. They have so many Mark Wahlberg, they have so many like little things that they say. Mm-hmm. And you don't catch them the first time, you don't catch them the second time, and you finally catch it the third time. And it's it's so good. And I will Do say I need though, to
2: watch this tonight. Is that like what I need to have put you seen on this? I've seen pieces. I haven't seen the- Oh yeah, you need to watch it tonight. Like if you want to laugh, I- put it on tonight
0: there's no yeah, house like, of the dragon so you got an hour back.
1: <laughs> you also though, I feel like um you have to watch the bloopers after because I laugh so hard with those bloopers. I wish that or like the deleted scenes.
0: The deleted scenes that
1: were in there. Oh my gosh, so good.
0: Yeah, the one where they're in the penthouse. That's my favorite one. Um and then they also have I don't know, I don't know where you would find this, but it was on the DVD, but there's so one of the jokes in there is that Michael Keaton he's the chief of police, but he also works at Bedpath and Beyond and so there's a <laughs> scene good. where that's good there's a scene in the movie where he's like doing a team meeting and he's like he's like, uh new bath mats came in and everyone gets all excited and he's like, <laughs> and there's a serial rapist in Crown Heights uh, and then he's like, oh sorry, my other job ignore that Well, don't ignore that if you live in Crown Heights walk in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but there's a deleted scene it's not even a del- it's like an extended cut thing where they just let him improvise that whole team meeting for like 30 minutes so it's just him like trying different pitches and stuff and it's, if you yeah. love michael keaton and comedy it's just him like making stuff up he's like larry he's like stop talking about religion on the floor like it's bed bath and a little beyond not bed bath and way beyond <laughs> it's not bed bath and i heard my mom yelling me on from the other side to clean my room beyond like you know, he's just like improvising, but it's so great, and it's just—it, oh man, it's just such a great movie.
1: My favorite scene from all of it probably is when he goes to pick up his car because his car gets <laughs> like stolen or whatever. And soup dirty kitchen, Mike and the boys, yeah, yeah, dirty Mike and the boys. And I'm going to send you the this scene. I I probably watch it at least like once a year, just this one specific deleted scene because it's so funny. So I'll send it to you later. But yep, that's my number seven.
2: I'm trying to think what my number one comedy would be. I don't even know what my number one comedy would be. So that's something I'll think about because uh, comedies, they it's hard for me to relate with them. Now, when comedy is introduced in other genres, I love it. I love when they do that because I just think it changes the tone of like the film. Like like barbarian
1: uh oh okay <laughs> yeah
2: and, and Django. yeah no and Django Django's a great example because you had this very serious plot and they introduced comedy so i think exactly if it's done right you can use comedy to your advantage okay. all right back to what i said oh
0: i was just gonna say but the, the, the other guys is like a, a police detective story like that's the baseline of it so it's not just like stupid comedy where it's like like oh, dumb and
1: dumber yeah
0: dumb and dumber or yeah dumb stepbrothers even like there's really no plot there it's like oh we're just you know kind of making jokes to tie you through but with the other guys at least it's like a cohesive case that actually makes sense and although it is silly around that like the case itself holds up and is actually pretty smart so i think are you a fan of stepbrothers did you like that yeah Yeah, I okay, like Step Brothers. Cool. I yeah. I think, I think it's funny. Have to
1: like Step Brothers. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, Step Brothers is a classic, but I think this it, it's just a bunch of jokes stringed together. Like, there's not really a story there, and the other guy's has an actual story. So, okay,
2: fair that enough. Helps. All right, my number six, just peek in my top five. I think I felt similar to Roger on this one. I was like, man, I, I feel like this used to be very much high up on my list, but The Dark Knight is number six on my list, and I will say it's. One of few Christopher Nolan films on my list, but uh I love it. <laughs> Once again, I think it's a foundational piece to the superhero, yeah. uh just the, the superhero s- stories and that world that we live in. The MCU is so big now and mm-hmm. very much saturated. However, their best pieces of content in Marvel and DC have always been the ones that are grounded in reality and the ones that you can relate to. Whereas the more comical they go and, you know, a little bit, outward i think it gets harder to relate and harder to follow so infinity war once again you could relate because they're in a very dire situation and it felt that way it wasn't like oh the world's mm-hmm. gonna end well <laughs> okay well let's just enjoy ourselves it was like no like yeah the world's gonna end and this is like the last thing we could possibly think of so christian bale doesn't get enough love for bruce wayne i think he did such an incredible job because heath ledger obviously one of, if not the best acting performances of all time, kind of overshadows Michael Caine as the best Alfred. Christian Bale is arguably the best, you know, Bruce Wayne. Morgan Freeman has an incredible, you know, role in, in helping Bruce Wayne. And of course, Gary Oldman as the best Commissioner Gordon. So there's there's so many incredible roles to Roger's point. So just a great film. I love it. I love resorting back to it. It's my favorite Batman of all time. Great pick.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. It's, you've said it off. <laughs>
0: Deal until we get All to right. where
1: it's uh, on my list. No, I'm just yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: but seriously, yeah, no, this is the one I thought would be a triple crossover, but I don't. I, I would be a triple crown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So my number six. Uh. It, it was kind of interesting because I didn't think that I liked big brands as much as I actually do. But I'm picking the best movies in those brands. So I've got MCU. Um. I've got. I guess the DCU. Um, so my number six is the best star Wars movie of all time. And that is rogue one.
2: Oh, Uh, wow. Rogue
0: one is one of the most underrated movies of all time. It, it does what I love, which is it made a fantastic story that happened to be in a specific universe that we like. And so have you, have you seen rogue one, Brittany?
1: I haven't seen any Star Wars, you guys. I'm sorry. I just I haven't. seen No,
0: it's any. okay. I'm just asking. So this no, this movie, like, if you were to like critique it as an actual movie, then this would by far and away win in every category. Um, it was done. It had the same uh, cinematography as the uh, what, what's
2: his name again? Uh, is is it...
1: Rogue One, the one with um Ray? Is that her name?
2: No, no, no. Oh, it's okay. the story that ties together with Andor.
0: Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. So it's got um Diego Luna in it. It's got uh the girl I forget her name. Uh, I always I forget her name. So-
1: Felicity Jones.
0: Yes, 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 yeah, it's those two. Um, but the the guy who did the cinematography for this, I'm forgetting his name, but he did Dune, he did the Batman. Like, what's his name?
1: I'll look it up.
0: Is that yeah, hoiteman Did he do that? No, no, who did the-
1: Greg Fraser.
0: Greg Frazier. Yes. Thank you. My goodness. I can't believe I forgot that, but he did the cinematography in it is amazing. Um, it's really good. It's it's the story is great. It's it's a story that doesn't leave anything. It doesn't hold anything back. Um, I think this is very literal. Easily the, the day, best, by the way, it's literally, literally. Um, and I think that's one reason why I really like Andor is because the same people who made this made Andor. So I think it's you easily them the best enough to get
1: it done. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, and they've already more than satisfied me before Andor's over, so my number six, Rogue One. Nice.
1: All right. Um, my number six is Castaway. Away. Ooh, good,
2: wow. hey, I like that. Good pick.
1: Yes, now, um, I think a lot of it is sentimental for me. I grew up watching it with my dad all the time, so it's just kind of a film that makes me feel good and everything, but I also was, like, breaking it down. And Tom Hanks is just... I think he's one of the best. I think to watch a movie where it's just mostly him, the whole movie, um, is incredible. I think he did pain very well. Um, there's just a scene when he's trying to, you know, fix his tooth that's hurting him. And mm, I just think mm. like, that scene just... It pops out in my head all the time. Like yes. when I think of like, oh my gosh. Um And then obviously, you know, have you have Wilson, which is just iconic, (laughs) I feel like. Mm -hmm. And anyway, it was just I feel like I had to put it on my list because it is it is a great movie. And I think it is rewatchable, even though you know what happens. I don't think that hinders the emotions that you feel during it.
2: I agree with that. I think I've been trying to get Ken's to watch this movie. She's not a big like, once again, you see somebody in one spot for the entire movie, but like. If you take the fear of horror, because that's a big fear for a lot of people when they watch horror films, they're like, I don't like being jump scared, you know? But then you take the other side of fear, which is just reality. Like, I think Castaway really hones in on actual fear of, like, wow, what would I do in this circumstance? And it's very relatable. And I think Tom Hanks, one of the best performances he's ever given was Castaway, because to your point, he's on the screen 95% of the time. So he's got to be pretty diverse in his range of acting which he does phenomenal so he he does a great job that's a great pick
1: i want to add one more point when and i do what i love about castaway is at the end you don't really get a feel good sense at the end of the movie which is heartbreaking you just want this man to just thrive in life and it's just heartbreaking but i think that's what makes the movie great too
2: yeah, it does wrap it up. It doesn't give you the happy ending, but it wraps it up satisf- yeah. like it's a satisfying yeah. end, you know, so I think they did a good job at that. Yeah, I think a lot of the movies on our lists, thinking about it, do that, where it's more of a
0: realistic ending than an idealized, happy They Lived Happily Ever After ending, like Rogue One doesn't have an happy ending, Infinity War doesn't have a happy ending, Dark Knight really doesn't have a happy ending, like just looking at my list, a lot of it's very realistic, um, which I think we appreciate.
2: Agreed. Top five. Here we go. Oh here we go. Oh yeah, let's go. Sorry. Let's go. Top five. All right. <laughs> I was like, oh, am I up? Uh so I do think this movie has potential to slowly but surely move into the top three of all time. Like genuinely it could be <clears throat> staple. It could just be a staple because the story and the suspense and the build-up and the ending just blows my mind. So this movie number 5 on my list is Parasite. I think it's wow. uh, I think it's one of the greatest films ever made. Um, I always I always say if I have to watch a movie that I'm reading like subtitles because it's in a different language, if I get lost in reading the subtitles where I don't feel like I'm reading them anymore, I consider that a great sign for the movie because That means that I'm just locked in. I'm really in the story. And that was Parasite. There were times that I completely forgot that this movie was in Korean because I was so into this movie. Have you guys seen Parasite by the way?
1: I have yet. yet.
2: I mean, oh my god. It It is is
1: incredible for sure. And it did cross my mind when I was making this list. Ultimately, it didn't make it, but it definitely crossed my mind. Like it's, it's an incredible, great movie. And I think it's so underrated. People need to see it. I do think a lot of people are wavering away because it is uh, not an English movie, but I agree with you hundred percent. When I was reading it, it actually made me want to watch more movies that were in English because I was like, if they can have a story like this where I'm yes. completely like into it and I forget at the same time, you're right. I just forgot. <laughs> like I knew what was going on the whole time so it made me want to branch out more which i think is great for them to do as a film
2: i agree completely agree i just think if you if you love cinema and you love story and you love once again twists i'm a very i'm a big psychological thriller guy i think that's my favorite genre Same. and this hits it right on the head like this is one of the you best build up of, of thrillers ever should. oh it's on
0: my list it's on my short list Time. I, do, I, I don't can have. Can time. I say
1: one thing about it? It is a little scary. <laughs> That's just going it to be over right here, but it's it a is. little bit scary. There were times where I was like, "Okay, I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm done. I think I'm done." But no, it's it's a great movie for sure.
0: Wow, great pick! Definitely on my list of things to watch. But if I if I hadn't watched that darn Rings of Power, I could have seen eight great movies. <laughs>
1: That's <laughs> true.
0: You took one for the team. Oh, Thank you. We love your I did. Thank you for your
1: sacrifice.
0: Oh, boy. Well, uh, my number five is the greatest animated movie of all time. I think Spencer knows what it is. you have a guess? Yeah, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yep, there it is. Oh, yeah. Okay. Easily, easily. Not just from an animated standpoint, but because they tackled so many different things in this movie, they had multiple animation styles going on. The music was perfect. The story was incredible. Um, The cast was excellent. Like, this movie redefined animation as well. I think we've seen movies a lot on our lists that redefine something. This movie changed the game. And when they put it out, I wasn't like, I had seen trailers and I think a lot of people were in the same boat. Like you kind of see it and you're like, oh, like an animated Spider-Man. That's kind of a weird thing. And then you go see it.
1: like 25 years old at the same time. We're like, we don't, do we need an anime? Yeah, it's like
0: like a kid's movie. Yeah. Yeah, You're like, what? And I think a lot of people just downplayed it because of that. And then you go see it and you're like, You know, you're just bored. And now I think one of, I think I would, these two would agree with me, but one of our most anticipated movies of next year is Across the Spider-Verse Part 1, which is the part one of the sequel to this movie. So really, really excited for that. That, uh, We'll see how the sequel Part 1 and 2 end up coming out and comparing to the first. But right now, this is my number five and, in my opinion, the best animated movie of all time.
1: Yeah, I get what you're saying now when you're asking me about it. I'd have to think, honestly, if I'm being honest, I'd really have to think, but Spider-Verse is incredible and I mm-hmm. recommend it to a lot of people. Grayson loves it. I love that they have the different uh, animated styles in there like you're saying. Like that just is. it was it was so refreshing. The music, you're right, it was modern. It was mm-hmm. hip. And it wasn't made just for kids, which is what I love. Yeah, I don't even know if it was made for kids, but kids can watch it. I think that's yeah. probably the way to word it.
0: That's a great. That's a great point. It, it is something that can be enjoyed by anybody in the same room. So, uh, well, you got to yeah.
2: realize they they did the probably one of the toughest things is in a world that was already saturated by superhero movies. They they not only made another superhero movie, but they made another one. In, in addition to the Tom Holland Spider-Man's that were already taking place, we would like, wait Andrew a Garfield, second. Like, like yes. Yeah. Is this, you know, does this tie into the MCU? Does it not? Oh, it doesn't? It's a standalone. Why would I watch the Spider-Man animated film? And then you go watch it and you're like, that just revolutionized animation for mm-hmm. the next probably 20, 30 years because yeah. of what they just did. So great pick. It's easily in my honorable mentions. It was interchangeable yeah. quite a bit on my list, but this is, in my opinion, the greatest animated film of all time.
1: I seriously didn't even think of it, but now that I ha- like, I forgot about it, and I hate when I do that with movies that I love, or movies that are really great, when I just like, you know, it just doesn't even cross your mind, but it is, it's an incredible one, and I recommend it to anyone. Anyone yeah. should watch it. Even if Absolutely. you're not a superhero fan, the diversity in it, yeah. you had a woman great. Spider-Man, you had Miles Morales come for the first time. You had a I pig mean,
2: just, Spider-Man, like, there's, yeah. there's John Mulaney. <laughs> You've
1: got, <laughs> yeah. yeah you've got someone to relate to in there
0: well and one other cool thing about this movie is like the like the casting that they did was so perfect like this might be my favorite nicholas cage like movie other than maybe the other so massive talent. but like it was like <laughs> nicholas cage is like such a great spider-man like john mulaney like these kind of they this ragtag group of people they bring in and and yeah i mean they they nailed it
1: <laughs> yeah it was, it was really good um okay number five my number 5 is Get Out.
0: Nice. Great pick. You guys pick. know how
1: I feel about this movie? Great pick. Yeah. Um when I was thinking about it, the rewatchability of this movie is I've I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen a movie where you watch it for the first time and then the second time you watch it, the whole movie changes because you're realizing what's going on now. And I just think it was brilliant. Um and it's a movie that I love and I could rewatch. That's the I think that's the best part of it is the first time you watch it. And then the second time you watch it, it changes, but it's still rewatchable. So, yeah, Get Out is is my number five.
2: Great pick. pick. Jordan Peele couldn't have started his career in directing feature films in any better way possible. I mean, I always tell people this is definitely his best and it will probably forever be his best project, even though I'm leaving that door open. But I will say controversial, Nope is my favorite project of his. I enjoyed Nope more, but I, I fully admit that Get Out is his best project.
1: Yeah. And I will, I can't wait to see what Jordan Peele has in store for us as well. Like when you said you're keeping the door open, I'm with you. I I will watch whatever he releases, I will watch. Like I'll go to the theaters and watch it because that's how much he, I think that he has just like introduced himself to this world. So.
2: Well, check out Wendell & Wild on Netflix, the new animated film. I think that it will definitely kind of give you a run for your money in regards to animated films of the year. So, Really?
1: What's it on? Netflix?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's a Netflix okay. original animated film.
1: Cool. Number four?
2: Number four. All right. I keep forgetting that Britney's the last one of the <laughs> So, All
1: right.
2: Number four on my list is another Christopher Nolan film. Once again, I will reiterate for the millionth time, Christopher Nolan is my favorite director of all time. I like psychological thrillers. I like thinking. I like questioning films. And he just allows me to do that every single time. So number four on my list is Inception. I think it's absolutely, it's so close to perfect. This movie is just incredible in the way that Christopher Nolan is so mesmerized by time. And if you want something to really sink into dreaming and time and the reality of what we're doing with what we're, you know, our lives and our work and everything like this is such a good movie and to take something as complex as what he did. And I think this is where he struggled a little bit with tenant is he took a Mm -hmm. complex issue or not an issue, but a complex topic. And he made it so simple to understand so simple to understand what he was trying to do. And I think that's what puts inception so high is Mm -hmm. the simplicity of a very complicated topic.
1: Yeah, the yeah, way you understand it is is completely different with Tenet. With Tenet, you're so confused. You might have to watch it a couple times. You might have to do research after. With Inception, you're actually, you know, you're understanding it. You're understanding what Christopher Nolan wanted you to understand.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think uh, Inception, did it did cross my mind, but it did not make my list. Um, but it, I think it is... I think I I remember when this movie came out and I, all I was hearing were people like, this is the best movie of all time. Like that's what everybody kept saying. And I think there's something to that when a movie comes out and it kind of gets that response, like it's a universally great movie. Like I don't think it's the best movie of all time and it is very, very, very well done. um, But it is one of the best movies of all time for sure. So yeah, great pick. All right. Uh, My number four is, so there's two movies on this list that sort of have an extra layer of like meaning to me. And so for anyone who doesn't know, I've done like professional, like sleight of hand, like um, I've worked as a magician. Um, and so there's like, I love studying like the deceptive arts and things like that. And so for me, this movie is elevated because of that. Um, and this movie is Focus starring Will Fe- Will Smith and Margot Robbie. Wow. Oh. Yeah, you recommended this to me like a month ago. Yeah, I think this movie has one of the greatest scenes of all time, which is the Super Bowl scene. Um, It is like, I don't think the entire movie is perfect, but I feel like I I really like the first half more than the second half. And the first half kind of ends with this Super Bowl scene. And so for me, like I I, there's one of my favorite um, artists to follow. He's a professional pickpocket. His name is Apollo Robbins. He did all the choreography and consulted on this movie. So there's a scene at the beginning where um, Will Will Smith is picking Margot Robbie's pocket by playing with her attention and misdirection and stuff. That was completely out of Apollo Robbins' book. He choreographed right. and did all that. He does that in real life. Um, and then there's also a scene where they're in New Orleans um, on Easy Street, and they're kind of doing all this uh, pickpocketing. He also choreographed that. So for me, I just... I love like the details and the stuff that went into this movie, but the movie itself is really good as well. So uh, that's my number yeah, four focus. Is,
1: I think this is like perfect because it's on your list because you enjoy this kind of stuff, right? Oh, like absolutely. This, I don't think that it would be on a lot of people's best list, but that's okay because no. this is something that like you have. But I will say it is a really good movie. I saw it as well, and the Super Bowl scene you're talking about, I I remember it completely. I remember like every part of it. Mm-hmm. And Margot Robbie's incredible, and so to have Margot Robbie and Will Smith together, this was right after they did Suicide Squad, or was it before? Because I remember they before. were back-to-back movies together, so this that was This was cool.
0: 2013, I want to say. Yeah, okay. it was before. Cool. Yeah. It was 2014, I think, so, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a good movie for sure. It's nice. just like, it's almost like really impressive that they're doing it themselves. It's like, now you see me. Now you see me, they do all the card tricks themselves. It's incredible. Now you see me.
0: They do not well, do but, the
1: card Well, no, uh Dave Franco does. Well he does do it himself.
0: I have qualms about that movie, but, but anyway,
1: <laughs> it's really cool. It's really cool.
0: There's so much and CGI it, in there though. It's that's really cool when it right.
1: happens, is what I'm saying. When they when like the actors can develop a new skill for the movie yeah, that they're doing. That's really that's cool. That's true. But uh number four?
2: Number four, uh, yeah.
1: Okay, my number four is Dark Knight.
2: Not, it oh, yeah. There it is.
1: There it is. We know we don't have it on here. Um, you guys said it all. Honestly, I just I think it's an incredible movie. It it made me love the Joker, which uh, I don't normally root for the villain, and I wasn't rooting for Heath Ledger, but it just made me love his character. Um, and everything you guys were saying about how it grounds you in reality with Bruce Wayne. And I just don't think there's a thing that Christian Bale does where he will not go all out. And uh, I just think he elevated, I think he elevated Batman as a character just like through the roof. So it's an incredible movie.
2: Great pick. Great pick. Thank you. I I know I've said this before, but he's not the best of all time, as I've mentioned. But Christian Bale is my favorite actor of all time. I I love him in every project that he's done. Even if the project's not good, I feel like he's always giving such a noteworthy performance that it's hard not to watch him. Like even Amsterdam, I didn't like, but his character, it's one of my favorite Christian Bale performances I've ever seen. So I'm like, you are just, he he does things so differently as an actor. He just gets into it. He lives it. He really becomes that role. And I just, I appreciate him.
1: Yeah, it'd be really hard for me if you made me choose between Leo and Christian, which one I would pick. Like, let's say that you had to pick one of them and all their movies. If you don't pick it, like if you don't pick Leo, all of his movies, you can't watch them anymore. Or if
0: Christian mm, Bale, you
1: can't watch them anymore. It'd be Not really even a question. Christian.
0: Christian Bale.
1: I don't know. I'd pick him. I'd have to really think about it. I don't know. That's but I not. Well, Christian that's a- Bale so much.
0: I will say that I am extremely—I ex- know Spencer is too—extremely excited about the Pale Blue Eye. I think that movie so could excited, end up, dude. That may that that kind of hits all the things I like, and I'm a huge fan of Edgar Allan Poe as well. So I think it'd be that could potentially be on a list on this list when we redo it in the future. But that's one to keep an eye on, starring Christian Bale.
2: Uh, I will say, and just just to kind of add a note before we hit our top three, with that movie, Christian Bale said that Henry Melling's performance, Harry milling? <laughs> Henry Melling? Harry Melling? The kid who plays... Mr. Melling. Uh, uh, Harry, Harry Potter's stepbrother in the bro. the entire Harry Potter franchise. Dudley? Uh, yeah, and he's also in Queen's Gambit. No, he says his okay. acting performance is one of the best he's ever seen. So if Chris Hill is saying that, I mean...
1: I would freak out. I know. And so, and Christian Bale said that to me. I'd be like, "Oh, my life is complete. I'm never working again. I would never work again. I'm telling you, right? I would never work again. <laughs> that would be what would be out there, and that would be it.
2: You'd be bombarded with with opportunities after that, so you would have to keep working, right? Nope. Nope. All right. Fair. fair. <laughs> well,
0: every, every role that Harry Mellon gets going forward will be because Christian Bale turned it down. Exactly.
1: Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's
0: what's going to. That's going to be <laughs> because leo turned
2: that down so yeah (laughs) it's a chain it's a it's a domino (laughs) shame yeah Uh, all right top three three let's do it let's Let's do do it. it so i watched this movie on a plane i think two years ago and i am after watching it on a plane i was so upset with myself that i never watched this movie in a theater nor in the comfort of my home that i waited until i was on a very uncomfortable flight with a tiny little screen and terrible sounds to watch this really, really good movie. So, number three on my list is 12 Years a Slave. I think it's wow. absolutely it brilliant. And it it's to here, on too. a plane
1: as well, Spence.
2: Yay! There you go. I don't know is what that it is. crazy?
1: About. I did it the plane.
2: That, that is wild. I, I delta, delta 1431
1: uh no so, so american warm. airlines
2: this is i actually think this Spencer is I'd one of well, yes it, <laughs> i did i think this is one of brad pitt's first films that he ever made with his production company plan b and i believe he won an oscar it was actually his first oscar he's ever won and it was as a uh as a producer so mm-hmm. this film is so incredible it takes you through quite an emotional journey but it's very real. It's very raw. It's very, it's not holding anything back. But it's also, it's a great kind of like, I know it's all fictional, but it's a great education. Like, it's a great oh, educational, like, piece, but also extremely enjoyable to watch, which is hard to do. It's hard to kind of teach somebody, but also give them entertainment at the same time. And I felt like this just took you through so many different levels of emotion and, and gratifying sequences. And I just really enjoyed it. It's, it's one of the most heartfelt movies I've ever seen.
1: It is. It also has one of the hardest scenes in television to watch, in my opinion. Um, Lupita Nyong'o is. She won an Oscar for this, right? Didn't is this the one that she won an Oscar for? That's I believe it. I know it, is. it
0: won Best Picture, but I can't remember who. She
1: she did win, and it was just the scene that I'm talking about is is her. Um, Spencer says this is a fiction, but the best thing about this film is that it it could be real. Like you you don't know. You know what I mean, like everything that's going on it, it it's everything that's going on is real just because the story's not real, yeah, so yeah, oh, this mm-hmm.
2: is based on an, this is based on a true story, I apologize, this is not oh, really, yeah, yeah, this is based on a true stories, so yeah,
1: did you look up if Nupita Nyong'o won for this?
2: she did,
0: yeah, she did yeah. it They won best picture best, it, actress, by the best way. adapted screenplay, best actor in a leading role, um yeah it won a lot
1: this movie is hard to watch but i think that's the point
2: it's worth watching if you haven't watched it it's it might be hard but it's worth watching yeah definitely it is definitely watch it
1: yeah
0: great pick all right what is it number number three? three all right so my number three I mean, The Dark Knight is a great Batman movie. Don't get me oh, wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> but it's not as good as
1: Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman.
0: <laughs> so I, yeah, I was so bummed because uh, we were this close to me being able to say Thursday, October 31st, you know, because we oh, recorded yeah. this on Sunday, October 30th. So maybe one day. One day we'll review something where I can say that. But I think the Batman movie, I've said this before, this is the best Batman for me. Um, Yes, Heath Ledger did a great job, but I feel like the Batman, it's a psychological thriller. It was heavily inspired by Seven, Zodiac, movies which I also really enjoy. Um, It took the Batman and it did something different with it in a way that I think absolutely worked. Um, I think that it really uh we've talked about this before but the the dynamic between the riddler and the batman i've never seen something in a superhero movie done so well where at the end they come together um and in the deleted scene with barry keegan as the joker he points this out which is um it's already spelled out in the movie but he asks the batman as he's leaving the interrogation room he's like you think they deserved it you know that's kind of what he's like losing his mind over he loves that the batman is towing that line between like, is the Riddler right? Do these corrupt politicians and, and public you know, officials really deserve this? And you, it's a hard question to answer. There's not really a yes or a no. Like, do they deserve to be tortured? Maybe not. But, you know, are they good people? No. So I, I love that gray area that it lives in. Um, and I think Robert Pattinson did an incredible job. Paul Dano did an incredible job. Um, I'm super excited to see what Else comes in this universe there's a comic there's multiple tv shows coming sequels um really 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 can't say enough good things about it the batman is my number three
2: nice pick man it's the best gotham we've ever seen um on yeah it's the best gotham created and i just think it's hard because superhero movies they people always put superhero in front of it before they critique it which i think is terrible i think they should just critique it as a movie because I think if somebody Agreed. were to critique this as a movie without the superhero aspect, they would they would pretty much critique it like a true crime thriller. That's what mm-hmm. they would critique it as. Because it's yeah. that way. You know, it's exactly the psychological that. crime thriller. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like. I, lo- I absolutely love this film. It's my second favorite Batman film of all time. So easily, you know, I can empathize with you putting it on this list. I wish that they delved a little bit more into Bruce Wayne. However, I'm not going to be mad about seeing Batman on screen 95% of the time versus Bruce Wayne. But if you were to compare both trilogy, let's take, you know, Christopher Nolan's trilogy, and then you take this future, you know, hopefully trilogy that you're making. I think if you take the first films, this one out this this one beats Batman Begins by miles. Oh, easily! And so yeah. I'm excited to see what they do with the second film because Christopher Nolan had time to marinate and really figure out how do I want to emphasize what I just created. And now Matt Reeves has all the chips in his corner, and let's see what he does with hopefully Clayface, Scarecrow, Professor Pig, you know, Mister Freeze. You know these characters that yeah, you don't see on screen. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think no, it's going to be good. Yeah. It's
1: a good, it's a good film. I need to watch it again. I love the cinematography of it. I already have a couple guys yeah, it, with it. It's a little bit, you know, twenty five minute car chase was just absolutely asinine, <laughs> and um, and then the comedic elements that nobody else found funny, just me. But <laughs> I mean, there's, I need there's um, some. Guy. It's a good, <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a, it's a good movie. But I will, I think the cinematography really especially the ending of it is just so incredible
0: yeah i mean it's it brought gotham to life and made it a character which is yes one one of my qualms with superhero movies and a lot of movies today is that they're just so clean like every marvel movie there's not a speck of dirt anywhere unless it's painted on like you can tell yeah like it's sterile right like it's like a hospital And that's one of my problems with the Dark Knight is that it was too sterile and clean. Like Gotham felt like a corporate city, and I love that in the Batman, Gotham was like it was this grungy, dark, like shadow place. What it's supposed to be. That's how it's supposed to be. And so I think because of that, it set the tone for what was already a dark movie. But it really like solidified it because if it was very sterile, like the Dark Knight or a lot of these Marvel movies, it wouldn't have had the same feel. It would not have like brought the whole thing together. So. Another another incredibly innovative uh, part of that movie that I think changed how movies will be filmed going forward.
1: Okay, number three. My number three is Inception. Nice. Um, we talked a lot about it. Yes, I think, I think it's my favorite Christopher Nolan film just because of how good he dumbed it down enough for the viewers to understand. Like, I feel like he has this mind of like, you know, he gets it completely, but I appreciated that he dumbed it down a tiny, tiny bit so that almost everybody could understand what was going on. Beautiful cinematography. This, there's some scenes in there that I just, you know, they're just so incredible. Leonardo is just one of the best actors. I just don't know if he is the best. I have such a hard time between him and Christian Bale, who's the best, but the best
0: actors. Are you too. saying of all the time? best actors
1: of all time. Yes.
0: Oh. Yeah, I mean, wow. Leonardo DiCaprio, Adam Scott, it's tough, you know, it's tough to pick
1: <laughs> oh, oh,
2: my God. So <laughs> Lamar, Lamar Jackson, you know, John Harvey.
1: Are we just adding yeah, names yeah. in here that we just think will maybe <gasps> work? So, Coco Chanel. Leonardo, <laughs> and, and the ending of that movie, I want to say that the ending of that movie, I think, changed a lot of how you can end a movie because it was seriously like you just kept thinking. I think it was one of the first movies where I actually had to like go on the internet after. And I love those types of movies where you're like, am I, am I interpreting this right? Or what are, what are other people thinking? There's a discussion behind it. So that's what I love most about inception and yeah, it's, it's gotta be up there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Also may arguably potentially maybe, the best Hans Zimmer work of all. Time. I
2: was just about to say that. I think that and interstellar are pretty neck and neck with, with because interstellar is like some of the it's, best. It's I've
0: good. But heard. I think time time specifically, the song time is I it's think amazing. maybe it's his best song it's of all time. Best. Yeah. Yeah. Best best, and I think, sure. I think that's what differentiates it between interstellar is because interstellar it's good, but you don't necessarily think of like one thing as quickly as you do time and how great it was. So.
2: Yeah, I think collectively, in my opinion, Interstellar collectively as a like a soundtrack. But if you were to take the best Hans Zimmer song that he's ever you know written, I think it is time for Inception. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great pick, Rodney. Great pick. Thank you. All right, number two. We
1: all have Inception, real quick. Did we all have it?
0: No, no. All right. I told you there would be one.
1: Yeah.
2: And it was The Dark Knight. Well, what do we, yeah, what have we had so far? Shots of the Dark night. Three, Dark night. Just The Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Just The Dark Knight
1: between all of us. That's it.
2: All right. So number two on my list is my favorite Quentin Tarantino film of all time. And I've said this before to people. I think Quentin Tarantino has two separate careers. He has kind of his older stuff where he had a very niche vibe. And then he has his newer stuff, which is also a very niche vibe. And I really appreciate his newer stuff. And I could never connect with his older stuff. Kill Bill, uh, Pulp Fiction. I had a really hard time with, with those pieces. But with his newer work and the people in the cast that he he gets around him, I just I love it so much. So, number two on my list is Django Unchained. Uh, I know that Great Brittany pick. had this on her list.
1: Wow!
2: I, I think, first of all, I think Christoph Waltz is heavily underrated as an actor. I think Easily he's the best one of the movie. greatest. Like, absolutely one of the greatest. The way that he he is so real. He's not staged. Yeah. Actors get very stagey when they when they act because, obviously, they have a line, they have a circumstance, they have an environment that they're in, but he makes it feel so normal. And the, his chemistry with Jamie Foxx in this movie was so incredible. Made the movie. Uh, it made the movie. And then you have, the mm. obviously, the unscripted scene with Leonardo DiCaprio, which is probably one of the most oh, recognizable of all time. Exactly. Uh, with the glass on the table. It's just, it's such a good, like, character study and a character follow through, um, as you're like really rooting for this person and all the shit that they've gone through. And I love the music. It's very contradicting to the vibe. You know, it's very like uplifting, even though the movie is very controversial, the tone I like when movies can change tones. So Django Unchained, my, my favorite Quentin Tarantino film of all time. Uh, number two on my list.
1: That's crazy. I did not expect it to be up there.
2: Yep. Great pick great pick
0: excellent movie um all right so my number two i know spencer knows what my top two are uh, i know what it is yeah my number two is the I'll only one exactly <laughs> tombstone so uh tombstone i think it's just it's it's a perfect movie so my number two and one are almost interchangeable like uh, i always put like say them as together but um Tombstone has one of the best acting performances by a supporting actor in Doc Holliday, played by Val Kilmer. Um, in my opinion, I absolutely love that. And I love that, it you know, a lot of um, Western movies are very, like, you know, OK Corral. Like, they're, they're very kind of fit this mold. And I feel like Tombstone was very different because it was, to me, it's a story about friendship. And I love that dynamic between Doc and um, Wyatt throughout the whole movie you know, they they pick each other up at different times and, and there's just sort of this camaraderie that comes together. And Doc literally kills himself to help Wyatt and reward is rewarded in the final scene where he's like, you know, you know thanks for always being there. You're my friend. And, you know, Doc says this multiple times, like, I don't have any other friends. Like, he, he's a very lonely character, but because he has this relationship and this loyalty to this one great friend, you know, that's what kind of drives the entire story. So absolutely love it cast incredible very quotable very uh it's an older movie too from the 90s but it holds up extremely well um absolutely love it tombstone my number two
1: i um was talking to my dad yesterday and i mentioned this list to him and i said dad you know i'm doing the top 10 movies of all time like in my opinion what do you what do you think he immediately the first thing he said was tombstone so it was like really you no know, it is oh yeah it's his favorite and i've seen it probably about three or four times but i was way too young to be watching that <laughs> so i feel like i feel like i should rewatch it because um you know when you watch it like something when you're younger it just doesn't you don't understand it the same yeah but I oh, definitely yeah. always understand when people love Tombstone, I'm right there with them. It's it's something that I watched as a kid, which is not appropriate, but I still did. And it's just, it's good. It's a great one.
2: It's like the perfect amount of like cheesy to like, I don't know, like you need, some, che- you need some cheesy, like, you know, energy It'll in your movie. And I feel like a they cheese. they included it and it was like, it was well fitting, you know, for an old movie. You kind of expect it, you know, but even then it didn't overdo the cheesiness. Like, it was still serious and you still connected to the characters really well. I saw it for the first time with Roger. Roger came over to my house and we I watched showed it. it to him. And uh, it was very enjoyable. It's a good movie. Yeah. Well,
0: and that's a great point. It's like it starts off a little cheesier and like kind of optimistic. And then it just gets dark and serious like throughout the movie. So, it kind of – it the mood swings as the story swings. And I, I mean, there's so many – I could talk about that movie for an hour or two, but <laughs> –
2: yeah. Or, that's
1: three. How I feel about, or three. That's, that's how I feel about <laughs> my number two. Oh, what my is it? number two is Prisoners.
2: Oh, yeah. You uh, love this film.
1: You guys, Sick. I love I thought about this, this film. film. I recommend it to everybody. There's so many scenes that just Ooh. pop out to me. Specifically, there's this one scene where um, they're following the guy they think did it. And he's taking his dog for a walk, and he like lifts up his leash and just sits there for a couple minutes. You guys, it's like chilling, like bone chilling scenes in this movie. And uh, I think it's Jake Gyllenhaal. I I love Jake Gyllenhaal. He's incredible. With it. I think it's Hugh Jackman's best performance. I really
2: wow. Love it. This is this is yep, an interesting. I know you that, two that are cr- going to That creates a conversation. I
1: know. I know.
2: Uh, cute, number uh, number three, number three, Logan. Logan, number three, Logan. Yeah, it's his third best.
1: No, you guys, the the way that he is,
2: I gotta say, going Logan for
1: these emotions as a father, he feels helpless.
2: He is really, really good in this movie. It is like, great He's absolutely no, phenomenal. It is. But
1: it's a, it's, a, it's an incredible movie, and I think. What I love about this movie too is the ending of this. There's so many twists and turns that takes this movie in such a different direction, but it also doesn't um it's not too many twists to where you get a little annoyed or like you're like wait, what? Like you're on this roller coaster and you you want the to find this girl as much as he does. And the ending is incredible. I love the ending of that movie. I recommend it to everybody. And I will say you guys know what my number one movie is of all time, but this one it's it's pretty close. Like it, nice. it, it's it's very interchangeable. So yeah. I, I, it, put, I yeah. love this
2: movie. I, I I have a bone to pick with Jake Gyllenhaal. You know why? Because this oh, no. man has one of the best Is acting so talents hot? of all time and he he tends to go to some really shitty projects like garbage movies. And I'm yeah. like, dude, you are so yep. good. Like Southpaw might be my favorite boxing movie of all time. Oh, and, I love and Southpaw. And he's seen Nightcrawler? So nightcrawler i've heard phenomenal things that i've I recently recognizable. he's really good in, like, like, in that he is so good and honestly like he wasn't terrible in ambulance and that's not a terrible movie but like he kind of takes some cheap projects here and there and i'm like jake you're too good for this like you're such like, I think prisoners he- is a perfect example of him being phenomenal like he's really yeah. good in that movie and hugh jackman's great like you can't you can't dismiss hugh jackman
1: yeah it's, it's such a such a good movie
2: all right, speaking number one. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> hey, <laughs> speaking of best performances of all time. No, okay. So my number one. <laughs> but seriously. It's, you
1: two can say it at the same time. It's yeah, all we have the same ones.
2: number one. Just yeah, so, and out right now. so Roger, my number one is The Prestige. Yep. So that is the, that's the that's our number ones of all time. Now, I will say I, have, I constantly leave this door open. I'm never like, oh, it's, it's forever my number one. Like, it will never change. It is just perfect. It's absolutely movie. like it. If you want, if you want story, you have it. If you want protagonist, antagonist, and not knowing who to support, you have it. If you want best act, like great acting, you have it. Like every, it's really, really, it's just my movie, you know, it's my type of movie. And yep. if some people watch it and they're like, oh, that's good, but it's not great, totally understandable. They're wrong. Oh. <laughs> I'm over here. Totally understandable. Roger's like, they're yeah, wrong. Roger's they cannot like, think that. Wrong. It is, I just think the best plot twist of all time ever. Like I, you, I don't know. Let me ask Brittany to not spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it. Cause I, I definitely think even though this movie was made in 2006, you can't spoil this for people who haven't seen it. Like you can't tell them what happened, but did you, were you surprised at the end? Like, did you, did you see that coming?
1: Oh no, I was very surprised.
2: Okay. Okay. Cause I was, I was equally surprised. I was like, wait, what? I, I thought I knew I was like, oh, okay. I know exactly what's going on. And then you're like, oh, my God, I had no idea. And just like Get Out, you watch it the second time in a whole different light because you know what's happening now. And that's what makes it unique. So, yeah, The Prestige is my number one movie of all time. Yeah,
1: Prestige is in my honorable mentions. And I'll talk. T- it's my number one honorable mention. So that should be good enough. But I, w- I do want to say it's not good enough. words about it when we get there. So go <laughs>
0: on. Um, well, so one, I-, I mentioned this with Focus, but I've. I've performed magic and, and lived in this world and I think that this is the most accurate portrayal of the right mindset for magic. Like I think magic I think what is the absolute worst portrayal of it is now you see me because now you see me is just a total gimmick with people that are just like, Oh, it's all flashy and fun and we're like con artists and like, you know, Jesse Eisenberg. Eh. And so, like when you watch that movie, like so many people are like, "Oh, it's so cool, and it's like, but that's not what it's about like the prestige is what it's about. like you sacrifice everything like you like the old man with the the fishbowl between his legs like that that is what it takes like that is what it takes to be great at anything right like that's Michael Jordan, that's you know, let's say uh Christopher Nolan, you know, whoever it is, Leonardo DiCaprio like that's what it takes sacrifice dedication like and I love that message in the movie. Now, obviously, like it costs the characters things, you know, which if you want to be the best of all time, it's going to cost you something, which is also very accurate. So I think that message and that that tie in with magic specifically as like the the baseline of it, the theme, the setting is just so perfect. The acting performances are incredible. And it's one of the best like rewatchable, but but. It's not just rewatchable because you, could, you love the movie. It's rewatchable because you learn and notice things over yep. time. Like, it's playing a trick on you while you watch it in a way. So, it, the movie is a magic trick. Like, it's a perfect magic trick. And that's what it's about. Like, there's just so many parallels I can draw to it. Um, but I, I love that it doesn't... It trusts... It's the ultimate trust the audience movie, I guess, is the other thing. It is. I mean. Like, Inception does this too, but not as well, in my opinion. But it, it ultimately trusts the audience. It doesn't give you anything that you can't handle, but it also gives you enough to where you're thinking about it. So easily the best movie of all time.
2: Well, I, and I also relate it. I relate it to Breaking Bad for anybody who likes Breaking Bad, where there are moments where you really love Walt, and then there are moments where you really love Jesse, and you just really don't know who does the Dragon House of the Dragon. It, you know, just just these 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 moments or these projects where they create both sides equally flawed and equally you know amazing where you, you just mm-hmm. you don't know where you're where you're kind of i don't know alliance is at you're just like wait i no i don't like you okay wait no I, I don't like you either it's like you you go back and forth and this is the perfect movie where you're changing that throughout the entire movie so i don't know if you've never seen the prestige it's a great movie experience it's great kind of discovery um you definitely have to be locked in if pay you miss any fine your details, yeah. you know, it can get tricky, but if you pay attention, it's it's a quite satisfying experience.
1: I do want to say real quick, because I think I'll save some people money here. Um, I wanted to watch <laughs> The Prestige for a very long time, and the only thing available on my TV was seventeen ninety nine to buy it, okay? Worth like, I it. I don't know how to spend 20 bucks, But... Apple has it for three ninety nine, and you can just mirror it to your TV. So there you go, guys. I saved you about twelve dollars. So. Just
0: buy it. Just buy it. <laughs> it's it.
1: I bought it for four ninety
0: nine. Oh,
2: on my phone.
1: so I've got it. Um, okay, my number one movie of all time—no shock to anybody. I'm sure you guys know what it is. It is Joker.
2: Um, oh yeah, I actually I, forgot for a yeah. second. <laughs> Me too. To I was I was
0: worried you're gonna pull that.
1: <laughs> no, Joker, um I just it's my favorite movie. I mean, I don't know. There's so much to dive into it. Um, you have so much sympathy for what he's going through um, at the same time of he lives in a society where people with mental illnesses are not taken seriously. Um, I think that that is a huge, huge conversation topic that should be brought to light more. Um, especially his scene with Robert De Niro, when he says, if you give a man, I mean, I don't want to quote it wrong, but he, he just says, you know, if you had these... What I'm going through, it would be the same. It'd, it'd be the same outcome. I'm not getting any help. Um, I love that he goes mad. I love that there's a big twist in the movie that I did not expect. And um, do you guys know what part I'm talking about?
2: I know what you're talking about.
1: You do, right? Spencer, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. That that twist was so... I, I literally was like, oh, what? I'm so confused, but it just goes along with it completely. He's... Not mentally there, uh the rewatchability I think is great. I think you learn more. I think you can dive deeper into this movie every time you watch it. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix gave probably the best performance that he's ever given. And I'm nervous for the sequel because it is my favorite movie. It's like if The Prestige got a sequel, right? You'd be a little nervous. But I ultimately trust what Joaquin's going to do. And it doesn't take away from this movie. No matter what the second one does, it does not take away from this movie. That's what I just need to remember. And I want other people to remember that as well.
2: You sound skeptical. You don't sound... There you have it. You you, you sound skeptical. Yeah.
1: yeah because I mean- for them to do um for them to do what I think they're doing, which i i I think that they're both doing, I think it's from Harley Quinn's point of view, this movie, and that's why it's in song, and this is just rumor, nobody knows you know we don't have a trailer or anything like that. I just I get a little nervous when it's my favorite movie, you know, I get a little nervous that the second one will just not. Not live up because it shouldn't have to, but you know, what if I don't like it? I don't know. It just makes me nervous. I am a See, little skeptical just because it's my favorite.
2: Sequels are notorious for not being better than the first, and there are very few that do it well. You know, you have the Dark Knight, Dark Knight. obviously, as a great example. But
1: yeah, but the third one with Bane didn't.
2: I mean, I, you, I liked no, it, it wasn't, but no, I, I mean, I was a fan. Was it, a but fan, it wasn't but... the Dark
1: Knight? Yeah, it was. I liked it, but it wasn't the Dark Knight.
2: I, I do think. Well, well there you all, have it. F- they start filming next uh next month, by the way, for Joker 2. So I know. I don't know. I think there's a lot Todd Phillips, we've said this before, this is his baby. This is his absolute number one project that I know. loved for and I always forget that this is a part of the DC like world. I'm like, oh yeah, you have Zack Snyder, James Gunn, you know, Matt Reeves. I keep forgetting that you have Todd Phillips in his world that he's also creating. So great movie. I'm impressed that you loved it as much as you did because you're not a big like slow, slow build up. Person, at least from what I've seen. I mean, maybe you are. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm seeing that one, no, but and so that's quite impressive because it is a slow burner. It's a slow build up. It's character study. It's very intriguing, relatable, raw. Uh, they don't hold back. No limitations. It's it's quite a an enjoyable film.
1: I don't know. I I think that it's a slow burner for what you get at the end. I would agree with that. You know, you get the big everything at the end, but I feel like there's so many like almost like steps that they're taking that satisfy me enough to where everything like before that was good like when he's uncontrollably laughing on the bus and he tries to get out his you know his like note that says he has a mental illness or whatever and he can't okay then you go to when he gets jumped and beat up then you go to when he's back on the bus I mean there's just so many things that I think it's it it's like a stepstone.
2: Is this to get is this, this rewatchable? Instead
1: of, instead of like this.
2: I don't I don't see this yes. movie as very rewatch like it's hard for me to rewatch. I've only I haven't rewatched it since yeah. the theaters.
1: I mean, just for me, I think it's definitely rewatchable. I think that you can be more
2: Does I it just you allow can... you to learn something new, like when you watch it? Yeah. Like it's not it's not like a casual watch, but if you're like, hey, I really want to like like, kind of see what I can learn from, like, the first experience?
1: That's what I think, yeah. I, okay. don't, I definitely cool. don't think it's something that I would, like, ever put on just to have on, like, in the background, like, I would the other guys, like, I would the Lion King, like, I would, you know what I mean? Like, anything like that. This is something that I feel like you'd have to watch, like, and okay. really pay attention to. But at the same time, I do think it has, re- I do think it, the rewatchable aspect of it is good. Okay, I, I was compare it to, yeah, 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 we'll talk about it.
0: <laughs> we'll talk about it.
1: Our honorable mentions. All
0: right, yeah, all right. Honorable There's our top ten. So
2: let's do. Yes. Let's go through our honorable right. mentions. I'll go through this quick. Uh, you yep. mentioned Spider Man into the Spider Verse, so I'm gonna. That is an honorable mention, but I'm gonna add a couple more uh, since you already mentioned that on your list. So I have It's a Wonderful Life. I absolutely great, love this movie. Great, I great I think picks. it's it's so original, and I just it, it puts you in an, a, a mood and emotion that I really enjoy. So I have It's a Wonderful Life um I have back to the future which I think is also one first of the most one? rewatchable yeah the first back to the future okay. I think it's one of the most rewatchable movies of all time it's probably like one of the most one of my favorite like feel just like loose feel good you know no high intensity you know movies and then I have the truman show on here so my favorite jim carrey uh performance I just think it's his his best mo- I mean maybe not performance but my favorite jim carrey movie I just think it's his most realistic movie. It's the one that I can relate to the most. And I love that, that aspect that they included where it was very much like you knew what was going on, but he doesn't. And I, I love that. So big fan, but those are my honorable mentions.
0: Well, uh, you guys mentioned a few of mine, so I pared it down to the ones that you didn't mention. Um, so Black Mass. Uh, the oh, yeah. oh of I take. Time.
1: love Black Mass.
0: That's a good one. movie. I love oh, like God. movie. I love movies like that, like The Departed and stuff. Yeah. Black Mass is my favorite. Very underrated. Um, Spencer and I reviewed this a while ago. The Count of Monte Cristo. Um, another great fantastic. film. Great film. Yep. Um, and then I put on here. This is kind of like a, a chunk, but Mission Impossible five, six, seven, eight, like. From five on, I just think these are the best action movies out there.
1: Five, six, uh, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. <laughs> it just goes on and on. <laughs> well, I
0: don't know if this next one is the la- is this next one is part one of a two-part movie, but I don't know if it's the last one. So I f five was the best, six was maybe better, and I think that it's just getting better from here, but this may be the end. So I it's hard to pick, but I just put them all together as a as a group, so
2: it's like Halloween, dude. It'll, it'll never end. Tom Cruise will be eighty years old doing Mission Impossible. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. He, <laughs> he is the We can't Impossible. anymore.
1: Um okay, so for my honorable mentions, I have the prestige on here. Um I have Interstellar.
2: Nice. Good and pick. um
1: I have a tie between these two so I'm just gonna mention them both. Okay. Uh Room.
2: Oh, good pick! That's a good. I don't good know movie. if you guys have
1: seen that. It's yeah. it's an incredible movie. And then I have, I wanted you know my variety. I wanted to put American Sniper on here because I I
2: also played, wanted more like,
1: movies, and I love American Sniper. I really that is do. I, it, is, that it is a is great, great movie. It is. It is a great movie. So those are my uh, honorable mentions.
0: Nice. Well, there you have it. We have outlined our, our
2: t- hardest episode of the year possibly? Yes. Maybe. I, I think
1: so that was hard, but I think ultimately we all have our list and it's so Thank you.